Anecdotal Basics of Christianity, Episode 18. Do what? Our church has a prayer net. Many churches do in one form or another. It's an efficient way of passing on prayer requests. What many people do with such requests for prayer is pray, bless them, heal them prayers, and there's nothing wrong with that per se. But I'm going to suggest a slightly different approach that may enable us to more fully play our part, both as intercessors and as members of the body of Christ. The prayer that I suggest we might start with in response to any news about sickness, difficulty, tragedy, etc. is something like, Lord, what do you want me to do in response to the news about? If we pray, bless them, heal them, God by his grace hears and answers. But if that's all we do, we are in danger of falling into the trap that I mentioned when talking about Jesus as our boss in episode 9, the trap of asking God to do things that he's already delegated to us. God has no other plan for the furtherance of his kingdom but that his church come together as the body of Christ and enabled by, empowered by, and in love with the Holy Spirit, get on with it. Yes, I know that God created human beings, not human doings, and I'm not suggesting that we rush around like mad things trying to do it all. Apart from anything else, it probably wouldn't bless the person in need if the whole church turned up on their doorstep. But that isn't an excuse for idleness. God gifted us differently so that we work together, interdependently, to see his kingdom come. A rereading of the Gospels, with ourselves in the role of a disciple, would reveal plenty of suggestions and instructions for us to get on with. And the epistles are full of one another sayings. Encourage one another, serve one another, bear with one another, keep on loving one another. We are supposed to play our part. I think the only instruction Jesus ever gives to do nothing is when he tells the disciples to wait for his Holy Spirit in the first chapter of Acts. We always need to be full of the Holy Spirit before we embark on any kingdom activity. Yes, his instructions also include watch and pray and come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. But it's not passivity and idleness. Resting in him is part of the necessary equipping for purposeful kingdom activity. We are much more likely to know the part God wants us to play in any particular instance if we remember to ask him and to listen for his answer. Malcolm and I have spent about 25 of the last 30 years living by faith. No salary, no benefits, apart from child allowance for the relevant years and no secret stash of cash or rich benefactor. Our provision has come from God, most often through other people, sometimes through left-field miracles. We told God at the outset that while it was still working, we'd keep doing it, and he hasn't let us down. Now it is just the two of us, but when we started out we had four young children, the youngest was still a baby. It hasn't always been easy, but on reflection, The difficult times have been down to our lack of faith and not to any lack of faithfulness on God's part. 
On one occasion, when the children were all teenagers, we had to be out of our current home on the 10th of December. And when the 10th of December came, God still hadn't told us what was next. Incidentally, many people speak about God often answering prayers at the 11th hour. It's true, he does. If you've lived by faith for a fair amount of time, and even if you haven't, you may well know that God also sometimes answers prayer at the 13th hour, which is even less fun, and this was one of those occasions. So back to the 10th of December, 2000. The fact that it was nearly Christmas was significant for obvious reasons. It was a Sunday, we went to church as usual and were perhaps hoping that would up the chances of a last-minute miracle. But there was no immediate miracle, and so we spent the rest of the day distributing boxes of our worldly goods to be stored in people's attics and garages. Then we took our children off to stay with friends, settling them as much as we could under the circumstances, before heading for the spare room of another set of friends around the corner. It was a testing time for us and for our friends. By the way, they're still our friends. Hooray! We were honest and open about the way that we lived our lives, wherever it was appropriate and or relevant, but in general we did try to keep reasonably quiet about it. This is because years earlier we'd heard a church leader commenting on somebody who was living by faith, saying, Oh yes, they say they live by faith. But the fact is, they pray for yellow paint, and then they tell everyone they want yellow paint until they get some. We disagreed with that perspective about the particular individual, but also held on to the idea in so much as when we discovered that God was asking us to live by faith, we knew we didn't want to fall into that particular trap. However, the news of our adventure, that is the adventure of December 2000, had leaked out a bit. And a friend of mine was in a conversation with a couple of other women who were in isn't it terrible about the porters mode. What will they do? Can't possibly be right, etc. My friend told me that she didn't quite know how to join in the conversation because she'd asked God what he wanted her to do about our situation and he'd told her to buy us a crate of wine for Christmas. She didn't want to mention that for fear of being accused of not taking the situation seriously enough. But she'd asked God, he'd answered, and for all I know, she moved on to bless them prayers or to praying for someone else. Just to round off that particular story, said friend and her husband have bought us a crate of wine for every Christmas since. What great friends we have. Somewhat more importantly, God provided us with our next house, which we moved into on the 20th of December, in time for Christmas. This began a new season of ministry for us and taught us many valuable lessons along the way. Incidentally, when it says in Mark 10, anyone who leaves his house will receive a hundredfold, we now know that these houses may very well come in swift succession and involve a great deal of moving. Hey-ho. Apologies that this seems to have turned into a chapter from the autobiography that I don't think I want to write. But let me bring us all back to the point I was trying to make, because there really is one. Next time you hear of difficult circumstances in the life of another, particularly someone you would consider a brother or sister in the family of God, pray a, what do you want me to do, Lord, prayer. Then listen, then do it. That is the body of Christ in action.